praise tonight. Now take your praise a little higher tonight. Take your praise a little higher tonight. Come on, a new dimension uh, requires a new level of praise. Uh, a new dimension calls. Uh, My God, it's combustible in the building tonight. High five about six people on the way to your seat. Uh, tell them I'm going up yonder. Tell them I'm going higher. Oh, I'm not going down. I'm going up. I'm not losing steam. I'm just getting started, Brother Donnelly. My best days aren't behind me. Uh, my best days uh, are in front of me. I just need a witness in the house. I'm going higher. Amen. You can be seated for just a few moments. Anybody excited to be in the house of the Lord tonight? Oh, my, 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 my. What an awesome touch of the Holy Ghost we feel in the house. Let me join in with what's already been said and give a great big welcome to our guests that are here with us tonight in the house of the Lord. Come on, church, would you help me do a real good job of, of putting your hands together and making some noise tonight for all of our guests that are here? We're so excited that you came to worship with us on this Tuesday night and to all of those who are streaming online from around the world tonight. Welcome to the Rock Church. Come on, help me make some noise for our online audience tonight. We're glad that you tuned in. And uh, the only thing better than tuning in is actually being here tonight. Amen. But we're glad that you tuned in. And we're so grateful for all that the Lord is doing in this house. So many wonderful things. I'm going to tell you what. If you are bored living for God... You got to pray through. You got some problems because there's so many things happening. So many exciting things happening. And what an opportunity to be a part of everything that God's doing. Amen. Amen. I want to say a great big uh, welcome tonight. And it is so wonderful to have back with us. He's no stranger. This is another one of his homes. I like to think of it as definitely home number two. But it is so wonderful to have Brother Nixon Dowdy here tonight with us. All the way from Mattoon, Illinois. Help me make some noise for this great young man of God. We absolutely adore the Dowdy family and uh, love them so very, very, very much. This family is very dear to us. And uh, Brother Nixon is like a third son to me. And I uh, love and appreciate him. I love his, his spirit. I love his spirit. There's something about his character and his, his walk with God that just emanates from him when you're around him. And uh, we love and appreciate him. God is using this young man in such a powerful way uh, around the country and even overseas. And uh, he's here for a couple of days visiting and we're grateful he's in the house of the Lord. I asked him to just come and greet the congregation tonight. Would you help me put your hands together one more time? Thank God for bringing Brother Dowdy to hang out with us tonight. Praise the Lord, everybody. 
Do you love what you feel in this place? Come on, I thought I was at the Rock Church. I said, do you love what you feel in this place? I mean, what you get out of this service is up to you. You can choose to be excited or not. But I drove about 18 hours to be here. So if anybody's got an excuse to be tired, I mean, come on. Amen. I won't take too much of your time here tonight. I don't know why Rev. Williams decided to put me in between the two real men of God here. But uh, I do just want to say that what an inspiration this church is. And any chance that I can get to be here, I always say that I feel virtue is always poured back into me. And that is be not just because of the Williams, brother and sister Williams, but this church as a whole. Your worship, your prayer, your fellowship, it is always so refreshing to me. And uh, I, I feel the same way that we're family. I got two little brothers that are bigger than me. And, um, I, you know, I don't want to be disrespectful, but I can't help but want to call First Lady Mother. That's what she means to me. And uh, it's just so good to be with you all here today. And, and uh, hopefully this, is, uh, this keeps happening. So, in Jesus' name, Brother, Brother Williams. Oh, thank God for this awesome family. God is pouring out incredible revival there in Mattoon, Illinois. And I thank God for another generation coming up that loves this truth. Amen. Come on, somebody. They're not in love with the world. They're not in love with the gimmicks and the fakery and the phony stuff. But somewhere they got a hold of this thing and God's not going to use them. God is using them already. Anybody thank God for that tonight? Amen. I remember. I remember when they spoke about the next generation, and I was the next generation. And, uh, man, it feels weird to be 39 six times or however many times it is now. <laughs> but uh, but uh, the Lord is doing a great work. How many of you were blessed by the ministry of Brother Willis on Sunday? How many of you thank God for what the Lord did? Why don't we stand all across this house tonight? I want to... Hasten to the word of the Lord. It is such a privilege, again, to have Brother Willis in the house of the Lord with us. We regret that his whole family isn't with him. Um, but we're grateful that he's here tonight with such a blessing to us on Sunday. And I trust that God has given him a word for this house tonight. Did anybody come ready to receive? Did anybody come with prepared soil that the word of the Lord can fall on tonight? One more time, would you clap your hands and thank God for sending Brother Willis to us tonight. Come on, let's lift our hands. Let's lift them high in the heavens right now. Come on, the Lord's taking us higher here tonight. Come on, why don't you lift them up high, and I want you to open up your mouth and just start telling them how much you love Jesus. Come on, he's worthy of all the praise. He's worthy of all the glory. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Praise God. It's good to be in the house of the Lord on a Tuesday night. No place I'd rather be than to be in the house of the Lord. How about you? I mean, like what you feel here tonight. Hallelujah. Praise God. Turn your neighbor's smile. Say, you know what? You're a Holy Ghost filled, aren't you? Let's see the joy of the Lord in your spirit. Praise God. Hallelujah. While you're standing, if you could turn to Luke chapter number 1. We're going to read verse number 5. 
through 7. And we're going to jump ahead to Luke chapter, or verse number 35. We'll read a few verses there down through probably 41. And then we're going to turn backwards to Proverbs chapter 30. We'll read two verses there, 15 and 16. That's where I'm going to draw my title from tonight. Amen. But I give honor uh, to Brother Dowdy. I know his dad. I kept looking at him tonight, and I'm thinking, he looks familiar. There's some things about him that I know. Well, little did I know, he's the son of the Dowdy that I know. And uh, But I'm glad he's here. And uh, I just feel bad for him that he had to listen to me tonight, poor guy. In Jesus' name. Holy Ghost is here very strongly, and I'm asking you tonight to give all your attention tonight. I want you to shut out everything beyond these walls of this church tonight. Holy Ghost is really talking to this church tonight. You believe that you are part of an end-time revival that's going to shake the world, not just Fort Myers, the world. You listen to Brother Dowdy tonight, and he said, I come here because virtue is poured into me. The funny thing, I was sitting over there, and I said, I wanted to tell the church tonight the, the value of me coming. You know, I can't be here all the time, and this is home away from home. And But I feel the same way. And I, I even told pastor this week, I said, thank you for letting me come and just be a part what God's doing here. It's, it's, you got to see, it's bigger than you. Favor is always bigger than your personal gain out of this. So, praise God. Amen. We'll get there. Amen. How many love your pastor and his wife and family? Amen. Praise God. Of course, I hope they know I love them very much and appreciate them. Luke chapter number one, verse number five. And there was in the days of Herod, the king of Judea, a certain priest named Zacharias of the course of Abia, and his wife was of the daughters of Aaron, and her name was Elizabeth. And they were both righteous before God, walking in all the commandments and ordinances of the Lord blameless. And here you got your pastor up there trying to steal my messages about if you do the commandments of the Lord, what's coming? Shame on him. He must have snuck and stole my scriptures or something. But verse number 35, And the angel answered and said unto her, The Holy Ghost shall come upon thee, and the power of the highest shall overshadow thee. Therefore also that holy thing which shall be born of thee shall be called the Son of God. And behold, the cousin Elizabeth, she hath also conceived a son in her old age. And this is the sixth month with her, who was called barren. For with God, nothing shall be impossible. Shut up, devil. We're going to see the greatest revival we've ever seen. And Mary said, Behold the handmaid of the Lord. Be it unto me according to thy word. 
And the angel departed from her, and Mary rose in those days and went into the hill country with haste and into a, a city of Judah. And he entered into the house of Zacharias and saluted Elizabeth. And it came to pass that when Elizabeth heard the salutation of Mary, the babe leaped in her womb, and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Ghost. Proverbs 30, verse 15. Now turn to the other neighbor you didn't smile real good at. And say, you know what? I, I like you too. And I love you too. Because, not just because God tells me, because I want to love you. It's a difference. Verse 15 of Proverbs chapter 30. The horse leech had two daughters crying, give, give. There are three things that are never satisfied. Yea, four things say not, it is enough. The grave, the barren womb, the earth that is not filled with water, and the fire that saith not, it is enough. Tonight, if you allow me for a few minutes, I'm going to preach on this subject. The sin of enough. The sin of enough. I wonder if you could put your Bibles down, lift your hands in the heavens right now. And I want you to call after God and say, God, I want you to speak into my spirit tonight because I ain't going home the same way I came. I'm going home changed by the power of the Holy Ghost. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. God, I love you tonight. We pray, God, let your spirit move tonight. Let your anointing come forth tonight. In the name of Jesus, we pray right now. In the wonderful name of the Lord, hallelujah. Now clap your hands, everybody, unto the Lord. Like you mean it, turn around to somebody getting a high five. Say, hey, we're in an apostolic church. We might as well have church. Praise God. You may be seated. And when it came to pass, verse 41, that when Elizabeth heard the salutation of Mary, the babe leaped in her womb. you got to understand the relationship between Zacharias and Elizabeth. They were a people who believed in the promise of a king that was coming. They believed in the prophetic word of God, that God had given them a prophecy and that some things were going to be fulfilled. But Zacharias and Elizabeth being righteous before God and obeying the commandments, you'd find them at church Believing the Lord, uh, that the Lord is going to fulfill uh, what he said uh, he was going to do. Uh, this was the attitude uh, of Zacharias and Elizabeth. Uh, they made up their mind, uh, I believe uh, that God uh, is going to fulfill uh, what he said uh, he's going uh, to do. If there's ever a spirit right now that is fighting 
The spiritual mind of the church is a spirit of trying to get you to have a wavering faith where you no longer believe and have a solid faith built upon the Word of God. In fact, if you are not reading that Bible every day, you're going to find yourself constantly dealing with the spirit of unbelief. And so we find that Mary shares the news with Elizabeth, who also is pregnant. She is with child that came from God. That this child that was in her womb, known to be John the Baptist, that when he had heard the words that Jesus was coming, he leaped in the womb of an impregnated mama. The things hadn't happened yet, but things were already in motion of what was to come. I'm here today to tell you it is imperative that we believe what we put in motion and how we believe now before it happens is as important as the day it happens. So to be and become pregnant means it is a fertilization of the womb that takes place. Something begins to feel inside of this womb. It causes something to begin to grow. And when something begins to grow, there is a permeating result that takes place when a mama gets impregnated. And it's by the miracle of God how it happens. But I'm here tonight to tell you there is an impregnation church right now that God is going to fulfill some promises. You got to understand something. There was a curse that came to Adam and Eve and the Bible says that God would put enmity between thee and the woman and that thy seed and her seed, that, that through that seed it was going to bruise the head of the enemy and thou shalt bruise his heel. So there would be a constant fight between the two seeds. But I'm here today to tell you that God said through the sorrow and through this effort you're gonna bring some forth some children and when you bring forth the children it's gonna be a bad day for the devil and I'm here today to tell Fort Myers God is about ready to give every bit of hell a bad for what has been fighting you. 
That's why I believe in leaping and shouting and dancing because it still resembles what we're doing to the works of the devil. Jesus said, I've come to destroy the works of the devil. And I'm here tonight to tell you the church has still got a job. We're still going to do and fulfill the works that God has told us to do. And so we find that through this, we have a devil fighting against the seed of the righteous and the seed of mankind that will fulfill the plan of God. And the Bible says that he cometh not but for to steal and kill and destroy. But we, the church of the living God, I'm telling you here tonight that you might have life and you might have it more abundantly. That's why you got to believe if he's trying to steal and he's trying to kill, guess what? You need to flip the coin. It's time to believe. It's abundant living time. Stop worrying about how he's going to kill you. Start dancing on what he's trying to kill you with. Oh, you didn't hear that one. I said you got to learn how to dance on what he's trying to kill you with and trying to destroy you with. you got to pick up your feet, baby, and let that devil know I'm still going to have abundant life. I wish somebody clap your hands a little bit right now. But Jesus said, fear not them which kill the body, but are not able to kill the soul, but rather fear him which is able to destroy both the soul and body in hell. Be fearful of this if you're going to be fearful of anything. You've got to understand the carnality of man is always satisfied with just enough. Just getting by. Showing up Sunday morning. But I got a little weakness, so I ain't showing up Sunday night. And so we are constantly dealing with the spirit of carnality, which is the spirit of average. The spirit of, well, I'm just going to get by. I'm just going to make it. I'm just going to survive. And so we find here, that when the church gets most into trouble is when it begins to think that we can be average and be okay. I'm in the Holy Ghost here tonight. I'm telling you right now. I felt something that I preached. I, I, I text pastor tonight and I said, bro, I'm telling you, God has shifted this thing to a whole nother level tonight. And I'm just sitting in my room. I'm as tired as I can be right now. And I've been running my head cut off. And I said, but God's going to do something on this Tuesday night. And I'm telling you right now, there is something going to impregnate this church right now. That when you begin to see the results that's coming down the road the next few months, uh, that all of a sudden you're going to say, ha, 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 I remember uh, when I made up my mind, uh, enough uh, is not enough for me. Uh, I cannot live uh, under the mindset uh, that enough uh, will give me enough. Uh, I'm telling you, we got to break the sin uh, of average, uh, the sin uh, of normalcy. 
1 Thessalonians chapter 4. This has become some of my favorite scriptures lately. For the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout. With the voice of an archangel and with the trump of God and the dead in Christ shall rise first. Then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds. That's what makes the church and beyond average. We're not staying here, honey. We're going one day out of this place. Kendrick, you ought to dance right now. I told you I was going to get you. You're going to sit and be my armor bearer. You might as well come on up here and help me preach a little bit. All cool, called collective. He's married a beautiful girl, thinks he's got his whole life together. I'm just going to wreck his world tonight. But we ought to be a people that made up our mind the Lord's coming back for me and you. I'm not stuck in a world of sorrow. I ain't stuck in a world of disappointments. I'm not stuck in a world of tribulation. Oh, I can't wait. I'm going to be with the Lord one day. That's worth running the aisles over, friend. That's worth... If John the Baptist can leap in his mother's womb, you that are alive and remain, you ought to be leaping. So, we will ever be with the Lord. Eternity. Notice he says this. Wherefore, comfort one another with these words. Hell fighting you. Just tell them, Jesus is coming back. We got a prophetic word from the Lord. God is coming back for a church. You can be seated. But of the times, if you want, you don't have to. But of the times and seasons, Lois, this is what it says. You can all stand, y'all can stand all you want. I ain't bother me a bit. But of the times and the seasons, brethren, you have no need that I write unto you. For yourselves know perfectly that in the day of the Lord so cometh as a thief in the night. For when they shall say, Peace and safety. The powers to be are saying peace and safety. It's all time we all get along. It's all Then sudden destruction cometh upon them. A travail upon a woman with child, and they shall not escape. But ye, brethren, are not in darkness. That, that day shall overtake you as a thief. I can't 
can't wait till the Lord steals me out of here. I can't wait till he robs me out of here. It's time to believe enough is not enough. We've got to know this is our hour. Because you are all the children of light and the children of the day. We are not of the night nor of darkness. I don't care how much hell comes. I have a light bulb called Jesus Christ. Therefore, here we go, let us not sleep as do others, average enough. But you shall not sleep as others but let us watch and be sober that means to be awake expecting believing knowing even when that spirit of unbelief is surrounding you and pounding you and trying to wear you out we're here on a Tuesday night because I'm as sober as they come. For they that sleep, sleep in the night. You following me? And they that be drunken are drunken in the night. But let us who are of the day be sober putting on the breastplate. Are y'all following me? Of faith. You're not going to make it through these times. How are you going to do it, brother? How are you going to make it through this? All you need to just go, I believe. I still believe. I still believe. I got faith. I got faith. I may not have enough strength to hardly pick up this shield, but I got enough faith. Why? Oh, because something happened to me that I made up my mind. I'm not a children of darkness. I'm a child of the light. Whoa! Don't you put darkness on me. And love and for a helmet, the hope of salvation. I'm maybe out of here. 
while the devil's trying to work on you and say you're not going to make it how in the world are you going to overcome I tell you how I've got if you you got to live like Paul said I die daily I'm going to plead the blood every day of my life you got to make up in your mind enough is not enough I can't just live and just get by any longer I am going to a place Oh, where enough is never satisfied. Protect your mind with hope. For God hath not appointed us to wrath, but to obtain salvation by our Lord Jesus Christ. So the scripture here in Proverbs, it talks about the horse thieves. Comes two daughters, give me, give me, give me. Most theologians would talk about the spirit of greed upon her. Give me, give me, give me. You know what we need to be? I'm, I'm not going to blow some of y'all's doctor right now. The church needs to get greedy. See, greedy means I'm going to grasp. I'm always grasping. It means I'm going to be ravenous. I'm desirous. It's insatiable. I'm avid. I'm hungry. I, give me, give me, give me, give me. Give me, give me, give me, give me. Oh, am I talking to the right church right now? Are you going to be a people that you're not like others? You've got to wake up out of the sleep and say, give me, give me, give me. I know I ain't falling for the sin of enough. I'm going to a place. They say William Seymour and the Azusa Street Revival that when they came across slower services that he would do stuff like this and refuse to preach until he knew enough is not enough. We gotta get to a place where there's such a hunger for moves of God. Oh, that we we got some little blessing on Sunday night, and oh, I got a pay raise. Enough's not enough. Real fire, Holy Ghost says, "Hey, you ain't got enough fire yet. You ain't got enough water yet. Oh, oh the spirit of barrenness, fruitlessness. You ain't got enough yet. I'm talking about the sin of believing it's enough. I'm here today to rebuke the spirit and the." Sin of enough. We got to make up our mind. I'm hungry. I'm hungry. I'm hungry. Is there any desirous people? I'm so tired of normal church. I'm so tired of average 
good church. Because I think we've all dealt with the sin of enough. We got our dance on. We got our cry out. We actually showed up. We actually made it twice this week. And I sat there and I listened to the Spirit. The reason why God don't let me preach some of this anyway. Because listen to your pastor, his argument. He keeps trying to trigger you. Keep praising. Keep being sure still. Don't, don't, don't have this idea. I've arrived. If you have arrived today, you're not under God's arrival. If you think you've had enough, you don't know the God I know. He is an exhaustible God. He's a never-ending, all-powerful, all-knowing God. He's never depleted in supply. He's got a continual fire that reverberates and reverberates and forever flows. Oh, I'm telling you, we got to break the sin of a note. That's why Jesus said, Whoa! Unto you that are full. Woe unto you that have enough. Woe unto you that got your taste buds met. Because you shall hunger. Woe unto you. That laugh now. It's all about the party. I've been hitting you for about six months this thing. Why not believe it? Holy Ghost is going to move on you. You're going to have to pull off. And you can't go another mile until you meet and have a meeting with the Lord for a while. But we're all dealing with the sin of enough. Lay the sin church. They're in need of nothing. For you shall mourn and you shall weep. Let's lift our hands right now. Holy Ghost, I pray. Oh God, oh God, oh God.
Can I talk to you a little bit here? Listen to me. You've got to understand things about favor and blessings. Favor is a different category than blessings. Blessings can be, I hate to say the word earned, but if you obey the commandment, God's going to bless you. But when favor comes, it's undeserving. There's a thing you did to deserve it. God just showed up. And only when you ever find God ever done this, it's because he believed in you to take the favor and do something with it. And I can tell me and Brother Dow, we've been around lots of churches in our life. And I preach across this country. The sin of enough has been knocking on the rock church door. Well, Pastor, we praise God Sunday night. What are you doing asking us to praise God on Tuesday? We've got 100 Bible studies going right now. Why do we need 125? Well, we got women's prayer one night. Why do we need to do another one? It's a horse leech has two daughters. Fire never satisfies. A barren womb never says it's enough. You gotta understand when it comes to biblical impregnation to a barren person, something great always came out of it. I could, I could go down from the women that could not get pregnant and could not uh, have a child. From, I mean, you, you just go all the way down the line. And so just like when the promise that came to Eve and the seed, oh, it's going to bruise the head. Well, the serpent, she had a promise. Then Cain rose up and got mad and killed Abel. But she said, oh, no, it's not enough. I'm going to have me another child named Seth. And from Seth, the bloodline continued. And then you got people, oh, where Isaac came because they chose to do their own path. But when they fulfilled the prophetic word of God, Fulfilled God's spoken word to them. And they dealt with, we are old and stricken of age. 
going to follow the parallel of what we're dealing with today. They were old, stricken of age. Oh, this cannot happen. I'm telling you right now. That's the spirit trying to tell the church. We're old and stricken of age. You've been saying this for how long? You've been preaching this for how long? And the sin of enough is saying, you can stop preaching it. From the battle between two boys and Esau and Jacob, the fight of flesh and spirit. <laughs> but you'll find you got an Esau that says, I got enough. I don't need the virgin. Woe unto an Esau who would sell his birthright for a carnal appetite. We often blame Jacob for being a conniver and a supplanter, one that undermines and always grasping at the heels, but you'll never find God ever brought judgment to Jacob because he had that greedy Don't mistake what greed I'm talking about here. Greed. That desirous heart that Jacob had. <laughs> Enough's not enough. I want birthright. I want blessing. You understand? That blessing means double portion. The first son always had double portion. That's why you don't have any grandsons of God. You don't have grandchildren of God. They're all sons and daughters of God. First, y'all rising. He's going to give us the power to become no longer grand, but sons of God. First, first. Sin of enough was not in Jacob's heart. Did he always do it right? No. You think of the prophetic word from a barren Rachel. Her first son named Jacob. What happened with Jacob? Because God met Rachel and finally opened up a womb. What greatness came through Joseph. Because Rachel was barren, but that's not enough. You take a Samuel, and you got a hand, and they sat out the temple door praying, vowed a vow. She repeated the vow just like Samson's vow. There won't nothing come to his head. I believe she heard about the stories of Samson because she being barren. Oh, God, if you just give me a son, I'll do these things, and you can have them. But enough's not enough. And she'll find 
where Eli comes out there. This is what got me. He actually thought because she was in such pain and travail that he actually thought she was drunk. Are you drunk, woman? No. Enough's not enough. I gotta have more. Break the back of normalcy. Break the back of average. Break the back of just mediocrity. Break the back. I got enough to go home and satisfy for the next couple days. We got to break the sin of a man. Oh, but notice Zacharias, Elizabeth going and being righteous and keeps going. But when the angel visited, notice the parallels again. We're of age. There's no way that could happen to us. And notice what happens in Zechariah. How do you say it? Because of you and what you said in your unbelief, I'm shutting your mouth until the day of. What a terrible day for the church where our mouth gets shut as we refuse to believe that this is still going to happen. Every prophetic word, every preached word that's come out of this church from its conception, thinking, oh, we've been hearing about this for a little while there, Pastor Williams. When is it going to happen? You just stay righteous and full of the commandments of God. And you let God work out the sin of a myth and say, until I know I won't be buried any longer. Sing, O oh barren, thou didst not bear. Break forth into singing and cry aloud. This is what barrenness shall do. Rejoice, barrenness. I ain't got enough. I'm going to sing and I'm going to rejoice. I ain't got enough. I ain't got enough fire yet. I ain't got enough. I ain't got enough water. I ain't got enough of the things of God yet. I ain't got enough Holy Ghost yet. Oh, I wish somebody help me preach a little bit. I'm talking about heaven so full of the Holy Ghost that we actually fulfill what the Bible said they did. Passing of shadows. When was the last time you spent six hours in prayer that you could have one moment with one person? I'm challenging all of us. Say no, I'm not. Say, I, 
I'm asking a serious question. What's it going to take to shake us to the point where we really believe God? Thank you. I'm preach I'm talking to God. I don't mean I'm cheating. I haven't got a big enough yet. I haven't had my first Bible study. I need at least 10 this year. saying, Brother Matt, I said, oh, take that word that's inside of you, Brother Matt. Share that. When you spoke that, do you know what kind of power that came out of you when you spoke that? In such clarity. Some of you are enough! Not enough if we're truly our Holy Ghost filled church. We're barren in our faith. We're missing a few people. I gotta start rejoicing. We got some backsliders going right now. I gotta start. Oh, I gotta. Whoa! I better start singing. Oh, what are you doing? I, I'm telling the sin of enough. I, I ain't being led by that any longer. I wish somebody stopped singing right now. I wish somebody stopped rejoicing right now. I wish somebody say, come on. I wish somebody stop dancing right now. I wish somebody say, guess what? Guess what? Guess what? The sin of enough ain't getting in me. The sin of enough ain't getting on me. whole lot of verses from Thessalonians there. Did you read? Did you catch all that? But notice what it says right after. He tells him, you're no longer the children of darkness. You're the children of light. Don't be asleep as others are. The first verse he responds to all this is rejoice evermore. Pray without ceasing. Let everything give thanks. For this is the will of God concerning you. Here we go. Another one here. Quench not preaching long enough and pastored long enough and living God long enough I have found out you know what quenches the spirit more than anything normalcy sitting on God from God's glory in this life we know we can't preach good unless you're willing 
preached with us. It's not that we're good preachers. It's called the chemistry of the Spirit. The flow. It's when the unction of the Holy Ghost begins to do things. It's a communion. It's a flow, an ebb and flow that's what's happening. So, band's about ready to kick up. I wonder how many rejoices we have here tonight that said, you know what? I don't want pastor to ever beg us to praise God. Come on, this new drummer around here I just found out. You know what the best drummer does? What do they do before they ever get behind that drummer? What? We're pray, praying to what? And do what? Uh, oh. Oh, what? We're wondering, what are we going to do with this service right now? I'm going to tell you what we're going to do. Because we're, we're, we're at the tipping point of a service. You know what we're going to do? We're going to rebuke the sin of enough tonight. How do you rebuke the barrenness of enough? you got to pick up yourself right now. you got to make up in your mind. I'm going to learn how to rejoice. I'm going to learn how to dance. I ain't going to sit back and quench the spirit. I'm going to give some thanks up to Help me, help me, help me, help me.
Come on, you heard the word from your pastor. It's time to go higher. It's time to go higher. You've been here before. Go higher, 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 higher. Yesterday's high is enough. I'm on a new, a new high. I'm going to a new high. been here before. You're waiting for me to pump you up. I don't think I need to pump you up. I don't think I need to just do anything to y'all. I wish I had a Coke bottle right now that I'd shake up so I could pop the lid and show you what kind of Holy Ghost is in this room right now. But God's wanting you to shake up and not shake out. You, you, oh, God's wanting you to shape up and not ship out. I want y'all to turn around and look right now. What are they doing? Enough is not enough. Leadership's doing its part. What about you, Bubba? What about you? What about you? What about you, sister? This is what we're going to do. This church has some of the best music in Pentecost. We're going higher than that tonight. Because normally when they sing, you bust out. Why don't we go higher, bust out, and then let them sing? Yeah. Enough's not enough. I don't need the music to get a hold of God tonight. We need some people who are drunken in the Holy Ghost right now. Come on, do it. Come on, do it. Sister Tabitha, believe God, your children, your children. Come on, it's about ready to, it's about there right now. And let's have a time of saying, I'm not enough. 